0: Hey, good people. This is my first podcast. I am excited about what the Lord is doing in my life, what he's doing in your life, and just the lives of people, uh, especially the saints of God. Um, for anyone who's tuned in for the first time, I also have a video on Facebook. It's called Live at 545 Broadcast. Every Monday evening at 545 p.m. Central Standard Time, I go live on Facebook and I just share what the Lord has given me. And it's always such a blessing even when I go back and listen to it, it blesses me each time. And I always tell people I have church a lot of times all by myself at home, me, the angels and the good Lord. OK, <laughs> so today I talked about Super Bowl and the spoken word. Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. You might ask yourself, what the Super Bowl and the spoken word have in common? OK, I am. I love words, y'all. I believe in the power of words. I believe in speaking words correctly. I believe in declaring what the Lord has said. Not only that, I know the power of words through books. I know the power of words um, through spoken word. I've done, I did spoken word uh, poetry one time through a piece that I wrote, which I have copyrighted now, and it's even blessed me. And every now and then, when I get to feeling some type of way, I go back to that and remember what I've written, and I say, Kim, remember what you've written, and I'll share that with y'all later. But Today we talked about, again, Super Bowl and the spoken word. Two of the greatest teams during the Super Bowl go head-to-head for a prize possession. Of course, that trophy and the right to be named the best team for this season. So I'm not big on football, okay? I'm just going to be un- I'll just be honest about it. But I did look up. I'm like, what's a significant part of the game? How do you secure these victories? Play calling. Play calling. The quarterback you know when they call the plays excuse me or the coaches when they call the play play calling makes up a significant part of the victories that help them to get where they are they help them to advance as well as the victory which would be secured on the day of the super bowl super bowl and so i started thinking about that and i started thinking about you know even in christianity and even in this walk with christ y'all we have to call the rights Plays. We have to call the right place. I mean, it's just point blank period. And to do that, we have to learn the word of God. We can't be complacent. If we've been complacent, let's repent and say, Lord, you know, put me back on the right path. Put me back on the right track. Lord. Re um, What is it? re? I don't know the word, but we're just going to say, Lord, bring back up that desire to learn your word. Bring back that. Yeah. Reignite me, God. Ignite my fire again for your word to learn your word, Lord, to memorize your word, to put your word into practice, to put your word into play. And when the enemy comes to tell the enemy, no, you got me messed up. I am a child of God. I know who I am. I know whose I am. And then just it's like when, you know, when you see I love action movies and drama when you see them, you know, just going off with the gun against the enemy. That's how our word should be against the enemy. You know, that's how our words should be. But we're going to start Proverbs 18 verses 20 and 21. Proverbs 18 and 20 says a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What do you love? Do you love speaking? things about life speaking things about death whatever you speak shall be and one thing that i always think about when people say watch what you say literally when i speak i see my words going up and i'm like where will they be directed and even the lord said in isaiah 55 11, so shall thy word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return into me void but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper unto the thing I sent it. Your words are being directed like a bullseye, like an arrow. Put your words in the right place. And the footnote of my Bible says, While words can be misused in any number of ways, when used properly, they can edify others. Just as food satisfies one's hunger, well-chosen words can be an equally pleasurable source of contentment. Wise people take their words seriously. Wise people take their words seriously. And as I get older, I want to be a wise woman. So if someone says, well, you know, wisdom, Lord, I need wisdom. And y'all, there is so much worldly wisdom out here. It's, it's, it's just mind boggling. Y'all, we need godly wisdom. James 1, five says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So, y'all, God will give us the wisdom that we do desire, <clears throat> and that will enable us to, again, call the right plays. And I'm going to read from a devotional that I wrote. I'm a huge fan of the game Words with Friends. You compete against an opponent in creating words for points. You may or may not know the person that you compete against. The game can match you with someone who's as random to you as you can be to them. And that's the only reservation that I have about the game. What are the playing tactics of my opponent? Is it an honest person that I'm dealing with or is it someone who has the cheat out? You know, you always want to know are they playing fair or not. And this got me to thinking about the enemy and how he plays unfair every chance he gets. In John 10.10, 10, we are warned, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But the Lord says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And y'all, there it is, plain as day. The devil doesn't want, doesn't have one honest bone in his body. Hitting below the belt is all that he knows. And guess what? He's quite good at what he does. Therefore, we must equip ourselves to be able to stand firm against him. We cannot be timid with how we use God's word whenever we face the enemy. The scriptures let us know that the devil is not scared at all in the way that he approaches us. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, the word says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh seeking whom he may devour. And y'all, that's just a small piece of his mission and vision. We cannot be passive and sit around hoping that we're always skipped over and untouched. The enemy wants the soul that God created and the soul that God adores. The The devil's dethronement still messes with his head to this very day. He's an angel fallen from the very presence and grace of God. Who wouldn't be mad? And here we are humans, slightly lower than the angels afforded the right to fellowship with God and eligible to be counted as joint heirs with Christ. The enemy is livid. Y'all, he is ticked off about that. He is furious that we can offer up to God the sacrifice of praise, the purity of worship, and especially the brokenness of our humanity whenever we go to God for forgiveness. We have access to everything that the enemy forfeited when he made the pitiful decision to uh, try to usurp. Absor- God's power and authority. He gave up his rights over his own foolishness. Hallelujah. And y'all, how nice it would be to confess Christ and never again experience any struggles, any hurt or any pain. However, let me shed another bit of light on this opponent. He has the go ahead to do some of what he does. And if you don't believe me y'all, just ask a man named Job. We all know the story of Job. How Job lost a lot. Um not only do, did he lose possessions, he lost all of his kids, 10 kids. The Lord asked the enemy in Job 1 and 1, he, uh, one. he said, where are you? Where have you been? And the enemy said, from going in Job 1 and 7, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Job lost it all when it was all said and done. And we do see that he had a bit of a pity party. But he eventually came back to his senses and he acknowledged that his words had been misguided and misplaced. Hallelujah. In Job 42 and three, he says, who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. And skip down to Job 42 and five. He said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. And y'all, the only way we can get to that place by the hearing of the ear, you know, we hear preachers preach. But now my, I see it. The job saw God for himself, but just to take it a little step further, we can see God for ourselves. We have to get close to him. We have to draw near to him. We have to have to seek the Lord while he may be found. Y'all, we have to walk this walk ourselves. Okay. And let's not forget when the enemy approached Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus had just come off of a 40 day fast and the devil came to him quick fast and in a hurry. The enemy tried the Lord with the very word of God. Yes, people, the devil knows the word. But here we have Jesus. He was just as confident in the arsenal that he possessed. He pulled out the word of God and beat that little scoundrel at his own game. Score! Hallelujah! Score one for the team. We should also take time to read and study God's word, to learn the word, and to apply it correctly to our lives. And y'all, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 119, 105. And I always talk about Psalms 119. There are 176 scriptures or verses in Psalms 119. But when I tell you it is well worth the read, it's well worth the study, the meditation, because it's um, solely, merely just talking about the word of God. But my favorite is Psalms one nineteen one o five. 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. Y'all, the word of God is so valuable. And anytime I teach Sunday school, I tell people, we live in a privileged country. But who's to say one day a decision could be made that says, you know what? Put the word up. Take the word off the internet. You know, do this or do that. We never know. So we can't take it for granted. And last this past Sunday and Sunday before last, I taught from 1 Samuel chapter 3, 4, and 5. But when Eli when Hannah left Eli at the temple and Eli was raising Samuel Samuel knew of the Lord, but he didn't know him directly, and in that time, the Word of the Lord wasn't just as open as it is now. there were no big you no know, prophecies happening. The Lord was in a sense kind of solid. but then you go to first Samuel, I think it was two and twenty seven when the man of God, a prophet, came to Eli, and he told Eli what was going to happen to his house because Eli was not um admonishing his sons and sitting his sons down when they were defiling the temple they were defiling God's sacrifice but just I mentioned that just the same when the word of God came even Eli told Samuel three times when the Lord called Samuel and Eli Samuel kept thinking it was Eli and Eli finally told him he said it's the Lord he said say speak Lord for thy servant hear it And then when Samuel did say, speak for thy servant hear it, God told Samuel the same thing he had told the prophet, that the prophet told Eli. So Eli knew how valuable the word was, even though it was a hard word. It was a hard word that Eli got. He knew that the Lord speaking to Samuel was something big. The word of the Lord was valuable. The word of the Lord was valuable y'all And so we cannot take it for granted Use your words wisely Call the right play And the only way you can do that You have to study You have to memorize And as I mentioned on the Live at 545 broadcast Which you can find me um, on Facebook Under Kimberly Hill I looked up There was a play card or something on I think it said Tom Brady's wrist All these plays that they have to know And they have to memorize And I was like wow And they had these little cute names But I'm not diligent enough to study his stuff. That's, that's him. That's his stuff. But every one of us has access to the word of God. Okay. And as a Christian, as a born again believer, if you are, y'all, we have to take advantage. We have to use the weapon that we have. The word of God is sharp, sharper than a two edged sword. Okay. And y'all, we have to use it. And so I'm going to pray, Lord. Activate in me, y'all pray this prayer with me, a desire and a hunger for your word. Teach me how to hide your word in my heart. Today, I choose to see your word as precious and priceless. I thank you for allowing me to be able to use the word against the enemy. Quicken my mind to pull out your word as I learn it, to pull out your word for victory in my life. Amen. And I just pray that someone has been blessed. Um, And just let me know, leave feedback. And again, I'm on Facebook every Monday, 5.45 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Live at 5.45 broadcast. Y'all be blessed and remember to call the right place.